Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We are inside the Peloton with Dave Toll. Dave, I, you know, our last couple of subjects have not been very Peloton-ish. No, not at all. Let's change that. Well, actually, we're not going to, George, because there's really no Peloton in cyclocross. Uh, so I think we're going to have to wait until, like, uh, Tour Down Under before. Well, that's when the racing will start, but it will have guests, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. But right. we're just going inside of bike racing with Dave Toll. That sounds good. And, okay. and we'll have plenty of people who have been in a Peloton. Now, you have been away at Cyclocross Weekend out in Cincinnati. Was it a crazy Halloween cross? How to, tell us about your experience out there. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. They're taking it really serious out here. So I, I'm actually still in Cincinnati. Uh, a good friend of mine, John Gatch, and his family. I've known John for a long time, going back to the Tour de Georgia days, he worked with, uh, well, he's worked with medalists going all the way back to the DuPont and the Kent Tour of China stuff. But he and his family have been uh, just great friends of mine. And so rather than fly back home to Colorado, like that would be flying home pretty much all day Monday, well, not all day, but flying home Monday and then coming back again on Friday. Because I did three weekends in a row in Ohio, Cleveland, then Cincy, then, well, Louisville's in Kentucky, but it's literally just right over the river, the border there. So, uh, yeah, staying out here uh, has been great. And we, this neighborhood, Terrace Park, where I am, they do Halloween right here. Uh, really, really impressive. Kind of an old school throwback. Everybody's home is open and all the parents are out walking around too. And that was impressive. But as far as the racing goes, uh, I, well, so the Eva Bandman Park, where they do, where we're racing this weekend with Derby City Cup, they have a race there uh, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago that is storm Eve abandonment. And they really go all out with the, the Halloween theme and everything. And I think most of the races, by the time they get up to Cincy are, I don't think I saw one costume out racing in any of the categories. Oh, you did. So not one. Uh, so, right. I, I didn't really think about that, but I, they're taking it serious. So the, the costume wouldn't really fit in, in that, that element, but Good point, George. I didn't really think about that because we were literally racing on Halloween. Oh, so. I just uh, had a, a bunch of people from Oregon on. They were out at a, a Bend Cross race, and they sent me some oh, photos. Oh, I saw that with the, the giraffe the giraffe, everything they had going on out there. <laughs> that giraffe costume is one of these most impressive feats of physics that I've ever seen. The fact that that guy can get around the course with that on. You see him ducking underneath the finish line truss and... 
Uh, there are a few challenges that he had being 18 feet tall or whatever he was. So <laughs> they've always done it right in Bend, man. I, like that that scene is by far, if you want to, every scene has its thing. And in Oregon, they know how to have a party, no doubt. So it wasn't quite that same kind of party in Cincinnati. But, you know, you have to look for the UCI races. There were more points available this weekend than any other weekend all year in America. Uh, the the Pan Am thing was really well received this year, and uh, the day before was a C1 at Kings Cross. Uh, so uh, that's all obviously going to apply to the UCI categories. But still, I mean, throughout they out here in the Ohio Valley, it's a really good mix actually of what New England's got going and what Oregon's got going and what Colorado's got going. They kind of touch into all of the, the competitiveness of Colorado, the fun of Oregon, and sort of the, the down-home grassroots that New England has. That all exists here. And Dave, I, you know, I don't want to bring in too much about you, but I have to bring in too much about you because you're so good at what you do. How, uh, George. How do you, as an announcer, uh, pick up the vibe and put that into what you do? out at the different venues because you have to do it and you do that very well. Well, well, thank you as always, George, too kind. But the, the part of what's great about social media now is that you don't have to live in Ohio. If you're following a bunch of people that are in the Ohio scene to kind of have a, a, your, a feel for what's going on week after week out here. And I, uh, have made a lot of friends out here. I think I've been coming and doing, uh, the Cincy three weekend, this is probably my sixth year of it. Um, and so, so through that, you know, these people, I stay in touch through Facebook and Twitter. And, uh, so when I touch down in Ohio, I'm pretty up to speed on who's doing well and, and what the new sponsors are and just kind of what the temperature is out here. So, uh, I guess that that kind of you've asked before about, you know, how do you study for things and how do you prepare for races as an announcer? And a lot of it is kind of just knowing who the who the key people are in the scene and, and following them and see what they're saying about other people, or courses and that kind of stuff. And uh, you really can do that. I mean, cyclocross is great with social media as far as. You know, just about every athlete and all the, the people in the sport that are the movers and shakers are, you know, kind of letting you know what's going on all the time through Twitter. So the, there's I haven't really still, thought about that as a tool, you know, George, but it is. Yeah, I, totally good point. I mean, yeah, it's, so much work goes in at the front end of what you do. I mean, I think of the color announcers uh, doing football, baseball, and there's so much research that goes on. And you do seem very familiar with each field that you go out to. So you do put a lot of work in on the, on the front end. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. That's an interesting point you make because, and I, I agree when you look at major league baseball or NFL or any of the big sport products that we have, those guys are all prepared. You're right. And I like to think that I prepare at the same level. I, I, I may not, I, I, but uh, I, I definitely, I noticed this during the pro men and the pro women's race this weekend and the junior race for that matter is the national categories that you, you see week in, week out on the, this, through the season. Uh, 
those are the riders that you don't even need a start sheet for. Um, you do for maybe the last 15 riders on it, but I mean, I can buy, I, I, I think not to brag or boast, but by I from a hundred meters away, I think I could identify the first 20 riders for the most part. Uh, and that, that, ma- that makes things so much easier when you can just tell who they are without having to look at a number. And then if you've been doing this for 15 years, you've been with these riders through their whole career. So if you were present and, uh, you know, paying attention along the way, you, I mean, it's not just knowing that Katie Compton is an 11 time consecutive national champion. It's it, what that everybody should know. But what, what you really would want to know if you're talking about Katie Camp, Compton would be the, the years that she was a, the cited pilot for a, a Paralympic athlete and had, you know, attended the Athens Olympic Games, the Paralympic Games, riding a tandem on the track. That's something about Katie that is really relevant to the fact that she was a U23 national champion before she quit the sport and then came back to it and went on this 11 consecutive title run. Or, uh, you know, the, the things about Katie that make her interesting, that the, she and her husband have a passion for Rottweiler dogs and uh, rescue Rottweilers, that kind of stuff. That's what makes you, uh, I think, a relevant announcer uh, is is having that backstory on these athletes. Uh, well, it makes uh, you so interesting. You know, and, and it makes, oh, the, it makes it brings the writers so to, the, to the crowd, exactly. And that's why, I mean, you know, I mean, if you go and you look at the difference between a professional doing the job and someone, you know, that the club has decided would be the best guy that we've got to do this, he's sitting there saying, well, that's rider number 34 going by. I mean, what kind of, you know, what, what could that possibly mean to anybody in the crowd? that rider number 34 went by, you know, I mean, it, it, they don't know who rider 34 is. They don't know who rider 38 is. They don't know who rider one is that, you know, means nothing to them. So have, and and to the most part, when you're, when you're at a, a race, you know, a lot of the people that you're talking to that would care about rider 34 are her mom and her dad or her boyfriend or her friends from school that came out to watch her race and they want to hear her name, you know? And I I think that what they would really, for her to honor the effort that she's made going to the trouble to train and get the equipment and get to the race and pay the entry fee. She deserves to hear her damn name is, is kind of how I feel. And that that's something that I'm going to always strive to do. I don't care if you're the last place cat five. If I see her out there making an effort, I'm all about wanting you to hear your name and hear that I'm stoked that you're doing it. And then maybe you look in the crowd and you see someone smile and cheer and you feel a whole lot better about yourself. And I think that's really the best thing about the job is making people feel good. Now, this and it's not—it's not necessarily making Katie Compton feel good. You know what I mean, George? It's about right. making just that cat five guy who doesn't have a friend at the race. Let's say how how intimidating is that? You know, I think about in my life the times that I've had the courage to, you know, uh, go down to Denver and <clears throat> not know a single person at Comedy Works and and show up and have everybody kind of look at you and wonder who you are and why you're here and go and sign up and try to do open mic night. You're terrible. 
but at least you had the courage to do it, right? Yep. I think that that's something that we should be honoring more in our society, the, the people who show up and, and make an effort. So, But that being said, George, I haven't been to a better weekend of racing this year than what happened in Cincinnati. Um, there were some really really great races that went on. And I guess while we're talking about Katie Compton, she's back. I, I don't know if you looked at the results or not, but Katie, Katie rode like the Katie that we've come to know over the last decade. Uh, it was really, really encouraging as an American cyclocross fan and as a Katie Compton fan to see her uh, winning solo again. And then, you know, the battle going on behind Katie now is just, it's, it's legendary what's happening. You've got this whole new crop of talented young Americans. Katie Antino excluded from that because you can't call Katie new to this game. That, that young lady has been going to world championships as, at the elite level for the last five years. So she, she has earned, all, even though she's only, I believe, 24, she's already earned veteran status in this sport. And she's right there. I mean, uh, she was second to Katie, one of the days, and fourth uh, on the Kingswood Kings Cross Day. Then you've got Crystal Anthony. Yeah. Amazing what's happening with the bull. I, I, was, I was talking to this uh, to the crowd about this, George. Uh, so Brandon Dwight and the, the Boulder Cycle Sport folks, you and I both know that Boulder Cycle Sport is an awesome bike shop. Um, they're, well, I think you, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. (laughs) You're not at all. (laughs) No, right. They are, they're really, really great, uh, on all the different levels. And then you, and they're, you know, obviously there's this shop in North Boulder, there's a shop out in Table Mesa and then, uh, what used to be Pro Peloton. I haven't been in that yet, but it's there. It's It's in the Boulder Cycle Sport family. So they are this bike shop, although albeit. It's a little more than just a bike shop, but a bike shop in Boulder is sponsoring two of the best four American cyclocross races right now. How amazing is that? I mean, both uh, Crystal Anthony and Amanda Miller are looking to me like they're going to make the world's team. And uh, I highly recommend that uh, next time, you, if, you, if you support women's cycling, then I don't understand why you would be going anywhere else to buy your bike in Boulder than from Boulder Cycle Sport. So that's another really cool thing that happened. We had all the, the the Boulder kids were out there in really huge numbers, huge enthusiasm. Uh, uh, Pete Weber is doing an amazing job with those kids. And uh, it was, well, Denzel Stevenson and Eric Bruner probably, uh, and well, got to give Cade Bickmore some credit. All of the Colorado kids were out there fighting and getting on podiums. Gage Hecht is not a Boulder kid, but a Colorado kid for sure was uh, certainly up to the task winning one day and then second on the Pan Am day. Cause there's a, a local hero out here uh, named Spencer Petrov, who he and Gage have been swapping national championships back and forth. They really are. Uh, it, it's really been interesting to watch these two racing against each other since they were 10 years old. And both of them have had their day, and both of them have had to uh, taste that bitter pill of a second-place finish as well. And they both do it with class, grace. And it was, to be honest, uh, for the Spencer Petrov, he was sixth with a big mechanical on the first day. For him to come back and win, he really is the pride of this Ohio scene, the 
you can imagine how they, you know, all of these people have been watching him race since he was 10. His family is hugely supportive of the Ohio scene. He's got a younger brother named Nick Petrov, who's also this just huge personality. And uh, uh, the folks I'm staying with, the Gatch family, they've got a, a son named Lewis, who's just this awesome, awesome. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Some kid who uh, he he battles with Nick Petrov in that the well in that sub junior category that the 13 14s and yeah, they, they've really got that going on but Nick Petrov winning the UCI junior Pan Am championship was a great way to start things off here and then uh, once again there's this real power of uh, you know when you're racing in your backyard and you've got all these people who have supported you and believed in you and are now cheering for you that really seemed to pay off for uh, Drew Dillman, who comes out of Louisville. Uh, he goes to Marion University now, but he ended up winning the U23 race, just beating Curtis White, who uh, Curtis White is going to be one of the biggest stars in the sport. So for Drew Dillman, so now the first two of five of the UCI races, we've had a local winner. So that had the energy level pretty amped up out there. And, and how then, fantastic the, is that, that you've got these guys pushing each other at that level? Oh, yeah. I, and you see it already, George. That's the, that It happens in road, and I'm sure it happens in mountain bike, even though I'm not there to see it. But it, there is this really positive energy coming out of junior cycling right now mm-hmm. where that is, I think that, and I know that I can tend to be like a little bit of a feel-good kind of guy at times. Uh, I'm certainly not always like that, but... Uh, there is something to see when you watch Bruce Hecht, the dad of Gage, and uh, John Petrov, the father of uh, Spencer and Nick, uh, and you see how those two interact with each other, even though their sons really battle. And I mean, there's there's no quarter given out there in this race. This is the 17, 18 juniors. But those two dads are so supportive of each other and the scene in general that you always see them with a smile on their face when they're talking to each other. They, and because these fathers and parents and role models around them keep everything on the up and up, uh, Gage and Spencer, who are both two of just the most well-adjusted, classy kids you can imagine, they keep it on the up and up. So it's, it's exactly what you want in competitive sports. People doing everything they can within the means that are allowed to win and when you're done, they shake hands and go get pizza together. That's awesome. That's fantastic. You know what came to mind as you were talking about that was Davis Finney and Ron Kiefel as youngsters just really pushing each other and then doing so well. I mean, and well, here we've that's got a great example, thing. George. That really is. 
cycling is way too hard of a sport to be pissed off all the time. You know, I mean, I, I would say taking your anger out on the bike or, or using that as a vehicle to release your tension and anger is a great way to, to get that done. And then look around, look at the people around you at the race. These are your people, you know, these are like-minded people. And, you know, that's, I guess every scene has that, uh, the, you know, people really enjoy getting together on the weekends and racing their bikes. And it's, it's a, great it's a winning formula. That you're so competitive against, yet they're still really great friends. Yeah, and that's that's something you really think is going to carry over to our world championship teams in years past. And mm-hmm. to be sending five guys or uh, five women over who who can get along and travel well together and and work together, it lifts them all up. I think across the board, you're going to see better results from the athletes when they're part of a. a a team that, you know, is operating as a team rather than a bunch of individuals who come together to pretend that they're a team. You know, the, the scene in American cycle, you know, you really can tell a lot when you, and I, I don't expect most people to do this, but you, the, where you really see how these guys get along or women get along is when they're waiting in line to pick up their prize checks, which is a normal routine at any race. Uh, uh, the the better races have got checks ready to go for the racers. They just write in the you know someone the night before or whatever will fill out the the forty different checks writing you know first place women and then the amount and then they just have to write the name of the person in when they come to collect that check. But that's a process that takes you know uh, you know half hour or whatever for the riders all to wait in line and get that done. And you see them then all interacting with each other. And these guys that were out there brake checking each other and, and racing at the highest level, uh, they're able to stand in a group and, and just talk about it. And that, it's really, really interesting to hear the things that they talk about. You know, but but it's always, uh, it's always friendly from what I've seen. Now, maybe not always, but as much as you could possibly hope for, it's friendly. Well, you must be really so, excited about Louisville coming up. Yeah, um, I am. Uh, this is the world championship course that they raced on in 2013. Mm-hmm. There's a guy named Gary Metcalf who runs a company called Cadence, and uh, they really did the cycling world a favor by uh, Derby City Cup. Would have gone away a couple of years ago if Gary's group hadn't picked it up. And uh, what they're what they've done is just continued. I mean, they're running a C1 C2 weekend. That's a lot of prize money. And because of, you know, everybody being in Cincinnati, uh, this works out really well, um, this, this block of racing here. And Louisville's going to be fantastic. We had a chance, George, by the way, uh, at the end of the show, uh, let's turn it over to an interview that I was able to grab with Chloe Deigert, the, the two-time road world champion this year from Richmond. She, uh, she was out there racing. Um, and it, it, was, it was really actually... Uh, people all the time wonder, well, what would happen if we took this person with a huge engine, a, a known quantity of talent, and just threw them on a cyclocross bike? How would they do? And uh, I didn't really specifically ask Chloe that, but you, I guess the, the takeaway from it will be that cyclocross requires an incredible skill set that just because you can pedal a bike and make big, big watts 
in no way does that mean you're going to be a world-class cyclocross racer. There's a lot of other things that you have to figure out along the way to, to become proficient at cross. So, uh, Chloe was, yeah. I mean, she herself said that is tough. You know, you're bouncing all over the trail and, uh, there's uh, some videos that are up on YouTube or that are out there now. I don't know if you happen to see, I think I, I think I reposted it or whatever, shared it on my Facebook, but did you see that George of the, the U 23 women on an off camber where it, it's the kind of thing that you could see on the sports blooper reels or Tosh point or that kind of thing where this, uh, the entire field hits the side of this off-camber hill, and there it, it's like Benny Hill or something. They just cannot, no matter what technique they're using, there's no way that you can stand up and get across this thing. So they end up all kinds of techniques, but I guess using holding onto the fence and pulling yourself along looked like maybe the best way wow. to get through. But the course was just unbelievable. A lot of people are saying Davu Park in Cincinnati is the best cyclocross course in North America, and I would not argue with them. It, it has everything for you. But uh, we're going back to a classic. You're right, uh, in Louisville. I think anybody who's raced cross in America uh, at, a, at the elite level has been to Louisville at one time or another. This is it. And it, the community has been really uh, accustomed to cyclocross being there. They know what it is in Louisville, and you end up getting great crowds. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, let's uh, turn it over to you and Chloe. Hey, we are here at Davu Park, and I am lucky enough to run into double rainbow world champion Chloe Diger with the 2016 Show Air team. Chloe, i got to imagine this has been one crazy month. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I mean, it's just, I don't know how to explain it. There's really no words, you know. It's just, it's really cool. Did you visualize that, you know, in the year leading up to it and have, I don't know, the, the, the picturing yourself winning the world championship? Is that something in your mind that you had already done? Or did it was it just so raw when it happened? Um, well, I kind of forgot about it, but I uh, texted Nicola Kramer, my team director at the beginning of the year, and I said I wanted to win Worlds. Um in the TT and in the road race, and I ended up doing it. So I, it was a goal that I had, and I knew it was realistic. So I, I'm just glad I worked hard enough for it, and I had great help from my coach Joe Holmes and Logan Owen, my fiance. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's interesting, but clearly, I think those of us in the cycling world realize that it's people like Joe Holmes behind the scene that are really the rock for athletes like yourself. You know, there's the famous coaches out there, but then, I mean, and I, I mean, Joe's well known, and Neil Henderson is well known, but I think these are the guys that quietly just get the work done with the athletes and don't worry about promoting themselves; they worry about getting you in the best shape they can. Yeah, it it was really nice because I was self coached before I he started coaching me after nationals um and is that through logan uh because he's been yeah. with logan for a long time yeah. and as you are uh, you and logan are engaged so, yeah logan actually came out with me um like a month before nationals and he kind of got me in shape there and then i did nationals and was able to pull off two wins there um and then i just started working with joe because i went out to seattle where logan lives afterwards and i stayed there for a month and i was able to train out there with him and i got in really good shape and I you did. like riding in washington yeah it's really nice i live in indiana uh, so super flat no hills at all so it was nice big change has logan what does logan think of indiana he doesn't like it <laughs> <laughs> he's 
like, I want to go home. <laughs> so, hey, uh, at this point then, and, and obviously we're talking with Chloe Digard, who won both the road race and the time trial, but I think I just heard you sell yourself short. Didn't you win all three national championships? Wasn't it time trial crit and road race, or am I missing something? I wasn't there. I won the crit two years ago. Okay. So last year I hurt my ACL, so I had surgery on that, and I was out the whole year, and so I came back. So what's next for you, Chloe? Uh, obviously, you're here to cyclocross race. Are you going to take the rest of the cross season seriously, or are you touch and go and where you want to be? Cross really is for fun. I'm just kind of doing it for workouts and stuff. I'm not really... And it is fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It is fun, but I'm not good at <laughs> off-road stuff, so I'm just doing it for fun. I'm actually getting on the track. I'm um, going to... Doing some team pursuit stuff? Team pursuit stuff, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so it's it's really cool. I've never been on the track before, and no, it's really nice having like Sarah Hammer and everybody... It's just, it's really cool. Just, you know, the best in the world, and it's just, it's nice. I, I agree. Uh, are you getting pulled a lot of different directions right now? Not personally. Uh, I think you're pretty locked down in who you're with and what you're about. But uh, in the cycling world, are you getting uh, the track people coming at you and the mountain bike people coming at you and the rowing team and the, ever, the luge team coming at you now? Because clearly, I think in athletics, when we identify a talent like yours, when the engine is there, everybody wants you in their sport. Yeah, um, track, actually, like, they got me before um, nationals, so it was just like, they kind of talked to me a little bit before then, so. So they expressed interest in you, and that's got to feel good. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. And so, so now at this point, you can have some fun with cyclocross, but uh, are you looking at Rio? At this point, is there any chance that you're going to try? Because right now, those women are racing in Colombia, in Cali, uh, and I mean, you're 18, correct? So you're right at the cusp of it, aren't you? But maybe it's one year too early, Rio, for you? Um, well, I'm not sure. There's, I'm actually going to a training camp in the next couple of weeks out there. Um, I think Colorado Springs, I'll be there for a week. And then during in December, I'll go out for another week. And then in January, I'm going to go to Hong Kong. And there's a World Cup out there that I might try to do. And if I qualify, I can. I, I'm not sure. sure how it works, but I have a shot to be an alternate or go to the Olympics. So. You know, it's interesting, Chloe, and I, I'm going to – be honest, I think that so many of us in the cycling world are constantly trying to project what's next for you or, or what path you're going to take. Maybe it's best that you just take it day by day at this point and, you know, listen to the good people like Joe around you and, and figure out where to go. we got a long ride ahead of us. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. You know, it's... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at this point now, I guess the best thing to say is you got a hell of a lot of options. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It's, it's exciting. It's like um, I kind of like had a plan of what I kind of wanted to do, but it's kind of changing now that I won Worlds. But uh, I mean, it's exciting, and I'm I can't wait to see you know what happens and what I can do. And it's it's really cool to actually because a couple years ago I was just kind of spitballing with my dad. I, I want to go to the Olympics, uh, 2016 Olympics. I want to go. So it's it's really cool. I got, I mean, I have an opportunity to go. And it's not out of the question. That's what's so cool, isn't it? So hey, one of the neat things I've always thought about an athlete like you having success is the ability to go back and thank the people that helped you. I saw you were out in, obviously, Indiana, zip country, and you had a chance to go give them a world championship jersey. That must feel awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. My uncle actually works at Zip, so and I have really good friends with a lot of people that work there, so it's just it's, it's just really neat, you know, being able to go there and just calling everybody my friend, and so... That's cool. Pretty awesome to know your uncle works for the company that yeah. makes the wheels that you're winning on. That's a direct connect. 
Yeah, he helps design them and stuff, so he's like really in on the process. He travels and tries to find the next best thing. So. All right, Chloe. So uh, where are you going to spend Thanksgiving uh, this year? I will be spending it in Colorado Springs at the track. So. <laughs> well, all right. I guess a good hard workout. The turkey will taste awesome. So hey, uh, from everybody in the American cycling community, I just want to tell you congratulations. I think we're all so proud of what you've done. And there's been a lot of people, Chloe, that have, have believed in women's racing and have believed in junior racing, and, and I think you have represented. Uh, the value of what all that work has been. So congratulations and have a great 2016. Thank you so much. Hey, what an honor to be with Chloe Dyer. This is Dave Toll saying we'll see you at the next start line. Over the top cycling for Dave Toll. I'm George Thomas. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.